0: Welcome to Nika in the Know, a podcast for healthcare providers in the HIV field. I'm Mariana Breitman. Today, we're here with John Farragon to talk about recent dosing changes to a medication for chlamydia and gonorrhea. Welcome, John.
1: Hi, Mariana. Thanks for having me today, and I'm happy to be here.
0: So John, let's get started. What is this medication, and what do providers need to know?
1: Yeah, so this is a you know I think this is something I a lot of providers I think may be aware of the change already, but there were some recent changes uh, regarding ceftriaxone for for chlamydia um, uh, and gonorrhea. Um, so just be aware; it's an important topic. Um, it's basically the, the the guidelines for chlamydia and gonorrhea. Have, have, have changed. And I think we need to make sure that we're aware of them. So since 2010, I think many of you are aware, um, the CDC had recommended a, a single 250 milligram intramuscular dose of ceftriaxone, along with one gram of uh, oral azithromycin, And this is for the treatment of uncomplicated gonococcal uh, infections of the cervix, urethra, and rectum as a strategy for preventing ceftriaxone resistance, and also potentially for treating uh, co infection with chlamydia um uh, tr- So that's the most important piece that that you know from since 2011 or 2010 that's basically what what we have been have been doing.
0: Got it. And what led to this update in dosing guidelines, you know, what changed?
1: So this really has to do with a lot of um it's a, it's a lot of different pieces of it, but basically the the, the concern here is that um there's an increased risk of, of, of azithromycin resistance and also potential Essentially, ceftriaxone resistance as well. Um, So, the the potential impact of dual therapy uh, on other organisms and and other pathogens really led to the to the changes in in the current recommendations, uh, changing from the CDC.
0: So, now what are the new guidelines for dosing?
1: Yes. So, as I said before, we used to do just the two hundred fifty milligrams plus azithromycin, so we're seven two hundred fifty IM. Now, the guidelines recommend actually a single five hundred milligram IM dose of cetriaxone for the treatment of uncomplicated uh, urogenital interrectal or uh, pharyngeal uh, gonorrhea. Um, So that's just for the gonorrhea piece of it. If you're worried or if you're um, if chlamydia uh, infection has not been excluded, there's also concurrent treatment with doxycycline, uh, which is hundred milligrams twice a day for seven days. It's also recommended. So basically higher doses of ceftriaxone and then basically uh, doxycycline hundred milligrams twice a day for seven days for, uh, for uh chlamydia infection if if that's also also present if it has not been excluded.
0: Is it common for dosing guidelines to be changed like this?
1: Yeah, so these, these guidelines have gone over gone uh significant uh revisions over the over recent years. Um so the recommendations have been changed. Um in 2007 some of the Some of the data about quinolone-resistant gonococcal strains in in the U.S., um, they stopped recommending for quinolones for treatment, and we used to do that for the longest time. And that really left cephalosporins as really the only remaining recommended antimicrobial class. Um, And also there's this uh, availability of these sensitive chlamydia trachomatis nucleic acid amplification tests were really widespread by 2010. So but the CDC recommended gonococcal dual therapy well, the cephalosporin plus um, either either or cefixime uh, with either azithromycin or doxy really to reflect concerns about about emerging gonococcal resistance. So, because of the gonorrhea resistance, that was really why they made those changes to do dual therapy. Um, but by 2011, the MICs uh, for cefixime, which were necessary to really inhibit uh, uh, gonococcal infections, really were increasing. And in 2012. Um, Cefixime was no longer a recommended uh, gonococcal regimen. Uh, with really ceftriaxone and azithromycin combination therapy really being left as the only recommended regimen for uncomplicated gonorrhea. Um, what's happened now is that some of the recent data shows that the ceftriaxone the MICs have increased, um, and even for azithromycin. So because of this concern, they really had to make some changes in the guidelines to really to mitigate some of the potential emergence of resistance and do the reduce susceptibility of ceftriaxone to uh, to, to, to gonorrhea. So, um, you know, a lot of these dosage recommendations and changes are really based on, you know, this higher minimum inhibitory concentration. which really reflects potential resistance that's actually happening uh, with, with the treatment of gonorrhea and, and chlamydia. And so for now, um, so for treatment for uncomplicated urogenital, rectal, pharyngeal, gonorrhea, the CDC now recommends that single 500 milligram dose of, of intramuscular ceftriaxone. What I would also say too, this is an interesting piece that's in the guidelines now. If you have somebody who weighs over 150 kilograms, which is roughly 300 pounds, um, the dose for ceftriaxone is not 500, it's actually one gram. So it's a large dose, one gram IM ceftriaxone should should be, should be administered. And and like the reason why we added azithromycin before if chlamydia infection has not been excluded, you have to add doxycycline 100 milligrams twice a day for seven days as part of the recommend, recommended regimens for STIs as well. Um, so what, what does happen occasionally with patients is that ceftriaxone, um, because it may be potentially because of an allergy, sometimes you can't use cef, um, uh, a cephalosporin. And that setting, that the CDC is now recommending a single 240 milligram IM dose of gentamicin which is an uh, an older aminoglycoside drug, and then uh, a two gram uh, oral azithromycin as an as an option. Um, but again, you know, there's the, the single two gram. It's there's one gram packet, so you do two of those. Um, that's at least how that's how we do it at the hospital where, where I am. Um, so so just be just be aware that if you can't use a cephalosporin, you know, you really um, kind of remiss, and you have to use the gentamicin plus uh, plus azithromycin high dose. Just be careful that that gen, You know, there's it's a large volume. Um, there's a probably had to split it up into two im injections based on based on the im volume that that has to be done with with that dose um gi symptoms vomiting within an hour of dosing has been reported in about three to four percent of treated persons um if the im ceftriaxone happens to not be available for whatever reason they can potentially get away with the suffixing double dose so the 800 milligrams of cefixime as an alternative but um Cifixime is really does not provide as higher, or, or even as sustained bacterial blood levels um, as the ceftriaxone, and really demonstrates the the limited uh, limited treatment efficacy for pharyngeal gonorrhea as well. So that's maybe not to be the best thing, but if you're stuck and you have to do it, that that's another option option to. Um, option to do it so Mariana, we also have this interesting thing we also have expedited partner therapy and that's this is available in new york state and a lot of states do this where someone gets an sti the the provider is allowed to provide medications for the partner so it's basically providing a prescription for or meds for the patient to basically to take to a sex partner without the health healthcare provider even examining that partner and this is permissible by state law um, and, and especially if the partner is unable to or unlikely to seek timely treatment, the partner may be treated with that single 800 milligrams of oral cefixim as well, provided that that chlamydia infection in, in the patient has been excluded. If chlamydia infection is actually thought that could be a potential issue as well, the partner may be treated with a single uh, 800 milligrams of fixing dose, and then you would obviously add the doxycycline 100 milligrams daily for seven days to cover to cover chlamydia. So again, a lot of information to unpack here, but basically the bottom line is dose is higher, and we're using ceph and we're using ceftrix and using in high dose, some weight restrictions, and then you have the doxy as well.
0: Ooh, all right. So that was a lot. Um, so to sum up, what would you say? You know, is the bottom line for healthcare providers?
1: Yeah, so it is a lot, but you know, simply bottom line is this: uh, uncomplicated gonorrhea, ceftriaxone dose is five hundred milligrams. It's it's basically double of what we used to do before IM, and then if the person's over one hundred and fifty kilos or three hundred pounds, it's actually a full gram of IM ceftriaxone, and then to cover chlamydia, doxycycline one hundred milligrams bid for seven days can be added, and then if you have an allergy. To cephalosporins it would be it would be gentamicin plus the two grams of azithromycin so those those are kind of the three three main things higher doses doxycycline higher doses for for larger patients and then you have the issue of allergies where we reduce gen plus azithromycin high dose
0: john thanks so much for joining us today and breaking down these recent changes to dosing for sti medications We really hope you learned something new today. To learn more about NECA AETC's work and our role in ending the HIV epidemic, visit us at www.nicaaetc.org. That's www.necaaetc.org. If you have questions or comments about anything we covered today, or if you have suggestions for topics you'd like to hear us talk about, Don't hesitate to email us at podcast at NikaATC.org. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at NikaATC.org. Stay safe and we'll see you on Thursday for our next episode of Nika in the Know.